This is the new Kaiju show. 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 What's up, y'all? What's up, Red? Thanks for the bike. What you got on my 40, homie? I thought you had $200. I do. But I want to spend Red's money. I'm broke. Give it up, Red. Come on, Debo. Starly Mouth. Where you got my 40, homie? I don't have nothing. Yeah, you got something. Why you tripping, Debo? 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 Welcome back to the new hype show. It's your boy Biz. I'm back. I'm black. I appreciate all of you, every single last listener to my show. Thank you guys so much, yo. We almost at fifty. As I said before, I'm giving away something. I don't know to whom. Or how I'm going to... I got to think of something quick because the 50th episode is like next week. So I got to give away something. I want just to show I appreciate you guys. I could give it to one person, but I might just give it to more because that's just who I am. But um, yo, thank y'all, man. I appreciate the feedback from last week's episode, the King James Version. A lot of people in their feelings because, you know, I defended LeBron James. Not that he needs defending from me, but just the fact that I think that we as a people really... When it goes beyond basketball, it's something else. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I really don't have to talk about the man's family and diss him as a man. Like, relax. This guy is really out here doing his due diligence as a man. Great father, again, husband, role model for a lot of kids. We appreciate you, King James. So I'm off that right now. A lot of dope music has been dropping, you know. Right now, I'm rocking out to that Benny the Butcher album. That Burden of Proof, whew, album is fire, fire. Uh, of course, Hit Boy, Hit Boy, whew, Hit Boy, man, listen. Yo, shout out to you, Vok. I put a posting up. I said, how many mics are we giving um, Hit Boy? Vok, I'm like, yo, I'm going to just give him, wait, what did he say? Vok said, I'm going to give him four because it was produced by a West Coast producer, I'm like, come on, Vok, man. I know he said it in jest, but I'm like, damn, man. But it's really, yo, is coastism a thing? You know, it's a play on colorism. and Is coastism still a thing? We not giving props to the West Coast, the South. Yo, the East, we really biased, yo. I ain't gonna lie with y'all, because I'm biased, too. I got some bias in this, but is coastism still a thing? That's my word, by the way, so you owe me some change if you um try to use it. They call me the story master. I heard I'm the best storyteller in the game. I appreciate that title. I'm working hard on my storytelling because it helps me. I'm I'm a creative, so I write as well. So I do tell stories. So I'm not the best orator. Guys like um, Malcolm X, Charlie Murphy, who was one of the best storytellers ever. You know, excellent storyteller. Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, those guys are great storytellers. I'm trying to... I'm not a comedian, but when I recall a story, I like to recollect details of whom, what, you know, little little intricate things that people might, you know, take for granted 
just, you know, sometimes people forget to state the obvious sometimes about someone, someone's bad eye and they have like a, a peg leg. and. But yeah, I, I like to really dig deep when I tell stories. I like to really give you a clear picture. So I appreciate those who appreciate my storytelling. Oh, by the way, um, I want to introduce a new segment of my show. I don't know what I'm going to title it, but basically, you know what? I'm going to call it like, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to call it. But I, yo, I tell you, I read the most interesting, funny ass tweets. I follow some funny ass people, man. Hold on. I'm going to read this one tweet to y'all and I will give the person their credit. Hold on. I'm going to read it. So this girl named Aaliyah Denae. A-L-E-H, no, no, excuse me, at sign A-L-E-A-H-D-E-N-A-E. This is her, this is her Twitter handle. Y'all can hit her up. She said, yo, kids overshare so much. One of my students told me I got to stay with my cousin in December because my mama get her body done. (laughs) She put LMAO, sis, you are seven. She got like 15K retweets. And 129k likes. That was funny. That was another. That was uh, that was one of her tweets. Um, let me see. Who else? Oh, this girl. She's funny. Um, this one girl I started following. Her name is Treats from Fairy. I appreciate her. She said my whole partner is on the phone. Like, bitch, remember in 0708 when bitches kept getting our Craigslist ad removed and you always found a way. What's different now? Oh, shit. I appreciate that. I appreciate those tweets. But um, yeah, that's just to start it out. I'm, I'm, it's my new Twitter segment. I read a lot of funny tweets that maybe some of you guys don't follow me on Twitter. Um, some of you don't have Twitter, but these are funny tweets I read. So you could go follow these girls. These girls are funny. Or whoever I'm reading, I'm going to read you the, you know, the Twitter handles. And you, know, you can rock out. Yeah, so today I wanted to take it back to my childhood as I do on a lot of these um, podcasts, on a lot of these shows. So in cliche ghetto America, there's always a fucking bully of the neighborhood, right? Um, We've seen that in Friday. Friday to me represented every hood. We all have that one person in the neighborhood. We got the crackhead. We got the bully. We got the drunk person. We got the, you know, the, the lady cheating on her husband. We got the crazy girl from Ron Cores want to boss something. We got the loud girlfriend. We got the crazy best friend. That's Ghetto USA. Like looking at it on Friday, we just watched it for one scenario. But as I got old, I realized Friday was a representation of every ghetto. That's why every person that saw Friday related to it, because we all know that one person. So this cat, I'm not going to say his name. I'm trying to switch the name. Um, I don't want to say his name. I don't know if he got any cases because I'm going to say some shit on this episode. But this one guy, I grew up in the 90s in Brooklyn, and this guy, he was well-known in the 90s. He lived on, and primarily, of course, he lived on my block. I lived on Rockaway Parkway. I lived in 178 Rockaway Parkway, fucking landmark. He lived across the street. I don't want to say the number of his building, but he lived directly across the street. The whole neighborhood knew him. And I'm going to reveal something at the end of this episode that's going to blow your mind, right? So he was the neighborhood. You know what? He never did nothing to me, but I've had encounters with him where it could have gone left. But I guess the person I like 
Growing up, I was always, like I said, and not to toot my own horn, but I was always a cool cat. Of course, I'm going to make this about me, but I was always a cool dude. People genuinely fucked with me. You know what I'm saying? Even if you didn't fuck with me, you couldn't do nothing to me because you'd have got touched. But I, um, even the the toughest guys in the neighborhood used to fuck. Like, like I said, when I was a kid, they was blasting reasonable doubt. The drug dealers around the corner. And I walk by singing the word for it. And they'd be like, yo, I see you. You know what I mean? So I always had that respect. Whether it was me, you know, rocking the flyest kicks, getting the nice clothes, the haircuts, and I played ball. So, and again, I wasn't no sucker. You know what I mean? I didn't do sucker shit. I held, you know, I kept myself together with respect. I gave other cats respect. You know, shit like that. So, this cat... We're going to call him Debo for now. We'll call him Debo. Of course, again, every ghetto had Debo. Just, it's so funny. That character in Friday, his name just became a verb. Like, yo, you got debo and Yo, that's crazy. Yo, I, I, love, I love black people. We, yo, we really make shit pop. But anyway, so the kid Debo, we'll call him Debo. It's not his real name. We're just using that name. He lived across the street from me. Everybody knew this cat. And what's weird about him is like he just appeared. Nobody knows. We don't know if he had parents. Nobody never knew. Like nobody never been in his house. But I do I do know he lived in the building. I don't know if he had a relative in that building. Um, yeah, he just appeared. The older guys on the block just seemed to like ignore him. I guess they knew him from when he was a kid and they never really took a liking to him. He, he was always a loner, never had a group of guys. I think he he ran with one kid, and I'm going to tell you what they ended up doing later on, but he ran with one kid. He was always a loner. Every time I seen him, he was by himself, always had a screwed up face. Even when he was saying what's up, even when that kid, I seen that kid smile, it looked grimy. Everything about him just reeked grimy. Trying to see him, yo, yo, what up? Yeah, all right. One of those, like just ready to rob you and just pull a jokes on you. Always roamed the streets. I never seen him have like a, a fun summer. Never seen him, you know, I'm getting on the train to go see a shorty. He just looked like he lived a hard life. You know what I mean? Nobody got that close to have a full conversation with this kid. It was always, what's up? Keep it moving. Always, always ready to pull a jokes on somebody. So every time you see him, you just had this angry walk. Just walking up Rockaway, just angry. And if you had something new... You just knew not to be around him because he never had nothing new. You know what I mean? Everything that he looked like he had that came into his possession was somebody else's. And again, I'm not dissing him, but I didn't know his story. This one particular incident that I remember, this was a big dude on Clarkson. When I say a big dude, we knew him in the neighborhood. You know, he was a crip and he ran with a bunch of guys. One day I roll up on Clarkson, right? I'm walking up Clarkson. I forgot where I was going. I don't know. It could have been one of three places. Either I was just hanging out outside with my friends or I could have been going to 219 to play ball or I could have been going to get my brother who went to um, school on Clarkson at the daycare. But either way, I was, you know, whatever. I was always on Clarkson. So it was on Clarkson and 9 5th and I seen him in front of a store barking at the big dude. I was like, wait, he barking. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Let me let me let me get a little show. Barked at him. Long story short. Chase homie to his car. Homie just drove off. I said, there's no fucking way. This dude 
from my block, Debo, got on the biggest super crip I've ever seen and drove him out. I haven't seen him in a minute. After that, I ain't see, I ain't see homeboy the whole summer. I said, I couldn't believe that shit. I don't know what they was arguing about, what the, what the beef was, but everybody that was standing at the corner, in fact, the same Bobby Smurda building, basically. Bobby Smurda lived on, uh, used to hang out on 9, 5th and Clarkson. So he was in front of the store right there hanging out. I saw Debo roll up. They had words. Debo barked on him about to bust his ass. Niggas was holding Debo back. I said, wait, what the fuck? What am I seeing? I'm not sure if Debo banged. I'm not sure if he banged Crip. I'm not sure, but he did hang out with some of the Crips, but I'm not sure if he banged. Could have been because his cousin, well, the, one of the guys he claimed was his cousin was banging. So, and uh, 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 this is another <laughs> part of Debo, another um, segment of Debo's life. Um, one of my friends growing up, this cat, I'm not going to say his name. He lived next door to me. One day I was hanging out outside. Of course, I was typically with a basketball and a shorty. I won't say her name, but she was outside with me that day. So she left the block. I saw my boy walking up the block. And he looked mad. I said, damn, what happened? And he's like, yeah, I got into something. And he went inside, whatever. So you know the streets talk. So boom, I seen my man, this cat, we call him R, walking up the block. This is like either that same day or the next day. Either way, I seen him. And R was like, yo. Yo, your boy pussy. I'm like, what you talking about? So apparently him and Debo jumped my boy in the train station. They robbed him. Fine. I heard he knocked him out, though, like on some, knocked him out cold. But the sucker shit that I didn't like about my homeboy was that he'll say what's up to these same niggas that knocked him out. I'm not with it. So Debo, the dude R, Claim they was cousins. They're not cousins. I know them cats. That's not his cousin. But I guess they had a common enemy. My boy used to get bullied a lot by some of the, the guys in the neighborhood didn't really take a liking to him, I guess. Like I said, there's a way you have to carry yourself in my neighborhood. You carry yourself with a certain demeanor, they will chump you. You know what I'm saying? Nobody in my neighborhood never sucker punched me, never punched me, never slapped me, never did nothing to me. And I could stand on that. So um, another time I was standing, I was hanging across the street. Actually, I was hanging... In his building, believe it or not, in uh, Debo's building, I was on the fifth floor. I was, whose spot I was at? Yeah, I was on the fifth floor. We'll just say that. And I looked out the window. So a cat that lived in my building, I seen Debo walking away from his body. He knocked him out like a light. I'm like, what the fuck? And the ironic part about that was Debo was just hanging out at his crib with homeboy moms. Knocked him out like a light. Homeboy was laid out. I said, what the fuck? Wasn't they cool? Knocked him out clean. I saw this nigga drop like a fucking tree in a forest. This nigga dropped. <laughs> That's just one. I don't want to say these people's names, you know. I have their names, but I'm not going to say it. So I said I was going to go back to one of Debo's best friends. I think on previous episodes, I told you that cats held up. A store in my neighborhood. Let's say a famous store. <laughs> they held up Rite Aid. Fuck it. They held up Rite Aid on Kings Highway. <laughs> Debo and another guy, his best friend. I'm not going to say the kid's name because a lady 
the Trini lady in my building ratted him out when the police came. Anyways, it was big. It was a big story. It was on the news. They held a Rite Aid. I guess Debo needed some money. I don't know what happened. They held it up. Debo disappeared for a couple summers. Didn't see him. Don't know what happened to the other kid. I ain't seen him in years, but I knew they did some time for that shit. So Debo was gone for a couple summers. We ain't seen him today, but it was relatively quiet. Nobody was getting robbed or stuck up. My one, I had, I wouldn't call it run-ins with Debo, but whenever he seen me, it was like, yo, I don't like your boy. Shit like that. Or one day I was in the house. It was awkward. And I had a lot of fitted caps. So my pops go to the door. My pops go, oh, your friend at the door. I was like, who? Who you talking about? Debo. Mind you, Debo never called me by my name. Was always like, yo. I said, yo, hey, yo, let me get a hat. Just like that. Swear to God. <laughs> and my response was like, what? A hat? I said, what are you talking about a hat? He said, yo, let me get a hat. Not even a please or a thank you. I just looked at my wall. I gave him one of my old Mariners hat. Old Seattle Mariners. Remember them Seattle Mariners fitteds was, was uh, popular back then. I just gave him like an old one. I was, you know, when you get greased up, it start whatever. You know, you put too much grease in your durag. And anyway, so I gave him a hat. Seeing him, he brought the hat back, like, I forgot when he brought it back. He brought it back, like, the next day or whatever. But that was, like, my only real running when he, yo, let me get a hat. I'm like, I I guess, gave him the hat, and that was it. Me and this dude don't really speak. We see each other, head nod, and that was it. Him and another guy, they held up right aid. It was a big story. It was, like, Grand Theft Auto in the hood that day. It was crazy. Helicopters, news people, and it was crazy. It was crazy. So um, I recall him one time. He tapped a couple pockets on the block. And the thing is, he would tap these dudes' pockets. And they lived on the block. I couldn't sleep at night. I'm not I'm not portraying to be no super gangster, but I got beat up enough times by my uncles and shit. They straightened me out like, yo, ain't nobody. But somebody stepped to you, you better, yo, get fucked up every day, but don't nobody chump you. So... He was tapping pockets, tap pockets. I seen him tap a couple of dudes that I see them today. I just shake my head like, you got your pockets tapped. I remember. Um, always used to ask for a dollar. And hey, yo, let me get a dollar. Just like that. Let me get a dollar. Like that. I guess. Whatever. But you know what? Let me backtrack. I did have a conversation with him. It was a couple summers ago. Um, rest in peace to my man D. He died. It was with, with D. They was and he wasn't a bad person. He's quiet. His eyes just look evil. You know what I mean? He, you know, I guess when you have a conversation with somebody, you get to see a different side. Cause he was hanging with D, and D was a pretty cool dude, solid dude. And for D to hang out with him showed that you know, and he was always hanging with younger cats. I noticed the older cats never vibe with him, but I guess he thought maybe. He could put the younger cats on. Nah, nah, the younger cats wasn't stupid. And they was, you know, they were smart enough to have me roll with him because nobody going to fuck with me. In my opinion, like, he had many capers throughout the hood. Many capers. Like I said, I seen him rob a couple people. Seen him run up on some big dudes, especially that one Crip. <sighs> Crazy. Homeboy ain't Crip no more. Just know he gave his life up to God. And real shit. And I'm not even bullshitting. I saw him on Instagram. I said, oh, shit. He ain't even Crip no more. I don't know if that situation scared him straight. But, um... Patrol the neighborhood. You know, it's like you see him, you just like, all right, let me just cross the street. And I heard Kat say it. And I'm just like, damn. You know, I just, for the life of me, I couldn't bring myself, you know, to be fearful of a man. But at the same time, 
being smart is not being pussy. Because you can see him like, right, you know, I'm across the street because I don't got time to fight this dude today. You know what I mean? So, yeah, cats definitely moved accordingly. I don't want to say cats was pussy. Some of them were it. But it was a couple situations where I seen cats get knocked out and still, you know, shake his hand. But, hey, hey, it wasn't for me. But, um, yeah, man, I think that energy that he had could have been turned into even him becoming a boxer, turn that energy into becoming like a security, running a security firm, um, using that energy into bodybuilding. Because when he went to jail, he came back, came back brolic. And he came back real brolic. And he was walking like, yeah, I seen him. He was like, yo, what up? And I'm like, yo, what's popping? You know? And I'm just, this nigga came back big. I'm like, oh shit, nigga's in trouble now for real. They was in trouble before because he was just skinny. But now it's just, it's crazy. But um, I wonder if he had any like, well, if obviously he didn't have no male figures in the life, could have been like, yo, come here. Let me mold you into something. Because obviously he had a relative or somebody he was staying with in that, in the apartment across the street. You know what I mean? Never seen him go to a graduation. Never seen him. I seen him with a girl one time. He was with this heavyset chick for a while. I assumed that was his girlfriend because they was driving around a lot. First time I ever seen him in a car. So I assumed it was her vehicle. Didn't have any kids that I knew of. But that energy to me, man, could have been turned into something, man. You know, let's say if I had a conversation with him. And in fact, I was actually going to cast him in one of the films I was doing just before D died. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I think he would have been, he was, you know, he, he had the conversation with me. He had the conversation. So... I'll say it could have happened. I'm not going to say yeah, it was definitely going to happen. We was going to, nah, 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 nah. Who knows? I think all that energy could have been channeled into something, man. He had the heart. He sure did have heart because he wasn't scared of shit. And that really don't make you stupid, but that showed he had heart. Yeah, man, I just wish, you know, it could have been to something else, man. That kid could have been something. Who knows? But let me reveal something to y'all real quick. That motherfucker wasn't. No more than five, four, five, five. That nigga wasn't nothing more than five, four, five, five. Pardon me for saying the N-word. That's what I wanted to tell y'all. That dude reigned terror in my neighborhood being that tall. Heart of a giant. Heart of a giant. He could have been could have been a heavyweight boxer. I'm not heavyweight, like a middleweight. Had the heart. He had heart. Could have been something. I was taller than him. And reigned terror in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, I just wish he didn't live in that fishbowl. And my opinion looked like just from the 90s into like Lincoln Terrace Park was just his world. Like that's all he knew. Let's say that kid got a chance to tr- you know, travel. And I'm saying, kid, he's older than me. Let's say he got a chance to travel. Um, get out. Not, not even just on a plane. I don't even know if that kid ever been on a plane. Who knows? Probably, maybe I could be wrong. But to my observation, maybe let's say he took a trip to uh, Florida, Jersey even. Some, that kid probably never even been to Long Island. Man, sometimes, yo, we got to take these kids early. Get them under our wing. You know, we could sense the trouble, the danger happening. Let's get them under our wing. Get them out the hood. Let them see something. Do they still do that fresh air stuff, fresh air? And for kids where they send them out to like the woods and just to see something different. 
This is the type of shit I want to do with my missionary work. That's the type of shit I want to do. Get on, get a private jet, get like 30 or 40 kids on the hood, load up the plane. We flying out the country. Give them all passports. Did that kid even have a driver's license, a passport? Let them travel, see the world, maybe change their perspective, change that negative energy into something else. Maybe that man could have been sitting on years of trauma. Maybe he could have lost his parents. I don't know. I'm only assuming. Maybe we could have got him a therapist, man. Damn. Damn. You can't save the world, man. I can't save the world. I want to. I want to help as much as I could. But it's like, yo, what are you going to do, man? I'm going to leave you out with this, man. You know, you know, too often we see people that, especially that we grew up with, that didn't really have a chance in life. And if you're in a um, position to where you can just even say, hey, man, you good? You want to come have some dinner with me and my family? And I wish I would have had, I was in that place I am right now. I wish I could have stopped him like, yo, oh, you want to go? Yo, come, let's go eat something. Come. Let's have a conversation with him. Maybe if I go to the hood and I see him, I'll probably do that now. Yo, come, just come build with me, bro. Come, let's go get something to eat real quick. Whatever it is, yo, come to the restaurant. Let's go eat. It's on me. Let me, you know, let me take you out. Yo, I'm, um, I'm going to Manhattan real quick. You know, come with me, man. Come ride the trim. Let's go, you know. Damn. Maybe somebody would have just built with him. That energy could have been transferred into something else. He could have been something big. Who knows, man? Listeners, supporters, I appreciate y'all again. This is another one of my stories, of course. Episode 50 is coming. I'm going to do something big. I appreciate y'all. It's the New Hype Show. Yeah. Be sure to get at me on social media. Hit me on Instagram at It's the New Hype Show. And Twitter, It's the New Hype. And you can find me on Facebook at The New Hype Show. Send comments questions or if you just want to say fuck you or if you want to send me a donation holla at me it's the new hype show